Hello and welcome to another edition of the Tigers Down Under. I'm your host, Alex, and with me I have Dan. Um, how are you feeling, Dan? <laughs> um, uh, yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, no, look. <laughs> Tired, frustrated. Yeah, look, those are, those, those are apt uh, word choices uh, to describe how I'm feeling. Uh, it's kind of deja vu in a, in a way as well just sort of the, you you would have been as, on for the qpr episode weren't you so uh yeah probably i think maybe yeah yeah, yeah um, i think that was right but just feels like despite all of the change it's it's actually it's much the same again which is really um yeah really disappointing really frustrating it's sad i think it's 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 sad that so quickly that I mean, even last time I was on, we we're talking about the positivity of having, I think you know, the, the twenty thousand at the for the Sheffield game and was it Sheffield, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, um, that and like and you know how we're building and building and there was lots of good and like, but just feels like, I mean, it's football. The results are what really ends up mattering, and and we're not getting them. And some of that positivity is already eroding. Um, around around Hull City which is a bit of a, a bit of a shame yeah um bit of bit of positivity for me I got the shirt my shirts in the mail which was great so I'm wearing the new away shirt which is uh which is nice so that sort of sparked me up after what was yeah pretty dismal morning but you're right um we'll, we'll jump right into it with the the game I mean uh, obviously, uh, I guess covering off at the top, we've only got the one game to review. We had our game on the weekend against Cardiff postponed uh, following the death of Queen Elizabeth II. Um, that game presumably will fall in post-World Cup uh, at some point in the future. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that's all rearranged. But um, it did mean that we had... Cause did, did we have a midweek game last week? I'm trying to think. No, we didn't. So it was just the Chef United game the previous weekend. So we've had basically 10 days to um, to uh, sort of recover and prepare for this Stoke game. Um, Tete obviously out for Tyler Smith, who came into the lineup. Um, Tete not even named in our, our final squad um, submission. So unfortunately, it does seem like he's out for a while. I was saying to Logan last week, it was interesting because he was initially named in the... So the Ghana squad, um, I think he's Ghanese. Uh, he was named in the Ghana squad for these upcoming internationals, uh, which obviously came before the injury. But it's a shame because presumably this rules him out of the World Cup. Uh, he would have been going to the World Cup, which is sort of a familiar story for us with Ali ruled out, presumably ruled out as well. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, just just the one change to the lineup with Smith coming in. Um, and I guess we were sort of saying before this episode, I guess it was just more of the same, wasn't it? It was more of the same sort of frustrations. Yeah, it's um, it's very, very strange and very frustrating to watch. The, it, it's like the same game, just with different coloured shirts each week. Um, like, the we managed to, you know, jag a few points and some wins with some 
you know, some bright moments in those early on in the season, but it feels like now that everyone's sort of up to speed and we're around that, you know, we're at nine games, we're almost at that the 10 game mark where you start making your judgments about, you know, where we sit and how we're playing. And, you know, I, I think nine game. I'm just going to go a game early, I think, make, you know, and just make my comments, but I, it's really when we're not traveling good enough, um, particularly for, you know, the aspirations of, of, of um, Ajun in the owner, of you know the aspirations of that Shota has mentioned as manager, the aspirations of you know the fan base at large, the performances are not up to scratch. The results aren't coming. They don't look close to coming at the moment, um, and it's super super frustrating. And it feels really awkward because like in the last couple of times I've been on, I've been really really positive about what we're doing, but like we just haven't looked like we're at the races at all in the last couple of games. Um, and this, this morning was just what seemed like, and, you know, I think it was mentioned by us a few times that Stoke seems to be a bit of a bogey side for us, but they weren't really that good. Yeah. And that's the frustrating <clears throat> part. Yeah. And I, I can't remember if it was, um, if it was last week with Logan or if it was with you after the QPR game where I made the comments. Um, but I guess my concern has been sort of growing for a while about the nature of our performances. And even in those wins against the Norwiches and the Coventry and even the draw with Preston, I think is probably the other one off the top of my head where we we're coming away with points and we we're getting the wins, but the opposition was having more of the ball or they were having more chances. Burnley was probably, and Bristol City on the opening day, probably the only two I can think of where we pretty much matched them. And, you know, Bristol City sort of parked the bus after they scored anyway, so maybe you say that's why they didn't have as many chances. Burnley, maybe it was just a great result. Um, But other than that, we've been reasonably dominated across the park. And now you can say that's injuries or what have you. But as I I must have been with Logan, I think I said, if that's the case, surely you adjust your formation, you adjust, adjust your tactics to make do with the players you have available. Um, because we've now we've conceded the most goals in the league. We've conceded the second most in the entire football league, just behind Burden. Um, also, my, my my red flag preseason was you know conceding too many goals, and I I just I just I mean look, it, it's going to make for a really interesting game this weekend because I almost feel like. This weekend is getting close to the final straw for Shotter, I would say. I mean, Ajun maybe won't be that trigger happy. I don't know. But he's put a lot of money into this side and he's doing a lot to to build the crowds and build the excitement. As you say, we don't want that feel-good factor going away. And the results in the last three games just haven't been good enough. Yeah, I um I I feel like I was trying to figure out like what is a safe point like this morning when I was looking at the fixture list and like when the World Cup is and how many games we've got until then, because I was like, oh, maybe like you go, you let him go to the World Cup and then you got a month off. So if, if you had to make a call then, at least your new manager would have like a month, you know, to, to work with. It's a mini preseason almost, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I looked at the fixture. We've still got like 10 or 11 games. We'd be still yeah. almost halfway through the season. And so it doesn't make, I mean, it's a marginal improvement on like, you know, the waiting till January. But it, like twenty games in is is again is is too late really. If yeah. if you want to turn it around, if we go another, if we only pick up, you know, 
what have we got so uh, we're on 10 points or something from nine games yeah i'll have a look um uh, yeah 11 11 points from nine 11. games yeah so if you're a point a game is is not enough to i mean you maybe a point a game gets you safe by the come the end of the season but it's not enough to do anything to, to make a mark of, of any significant way in the on the league which from from all the talk and, and as you mentioned like the money spent and the acquisitions and and what the work that's being done like ajun doesn't want i don't i don't get the sense that he wants to be here to make up the numbers he wants to he wants to, to to make an impact to improve you know improve the club improve the results you know improve the profile um, partly because of the like the business side of it that that you know if, if he can make the club worth more money then you know it's good for him but i think um if we wait another 10 or 12 games to make a decision it might be too late for this season which then yeah. means that yeah so it's I, I don't know. I think, yeah, it would have to be a markedly improved performance this weekend. I, I could maybe cop a loss if at least we were competitive. Yeah. Um, like if it was a 1-0 loss or something and we were in it and we had created chances and, and, and it, you know, then I could maybe cop it. But I just, you, you are probably right. And realistically, it is getting close um, because while there have been moments across um, shotters now, six six seven well what is it six months of last season or four months or yeah months in, of the in, half. end of january through now yeah yeah plus yeah so i just there's been marginal improvements but it, it it feels like a lot of the time it's the same issues that are that are rearing their head um a yeah lack of, a lack of creativity up front a lack of solidity at the back um and just just i don't know I, I defended some tactical decisions a couple of weeks ago, but I feel like he got them all wrong this morning. So Yeah, and I feel like, uh, you know, we, we, we did get those early season wins. And I think we're fortuitous to play Norwich, for instance, when we did, and they've basically gone on, uh, you know, they've won all their games since that game. And really they could have got a point or all three from that game. There was that Aaron Ramsey miss near the end, which um, would have taken, that, taken, a, taken a point for them. Um, I think there's an element of these new guys coming in. You sometimes see it with new signings. They come in, hit the ground running and have that burst of form um, and then go quiet again. Like we saw Tufan obviously scored uh, against Burnley. Oscar obviously hit the ground running. Um, everyone now seems to be in sort of a holding pattern and, and they've sort of dropped back to the pack, so to speak, um, where we're seeing the same issues. As you say, it's the same issues we've seen all through Shotter's reign. And I mean... There is a part of me that feels like, are we sitting here being really overreactionary just to three bad games? And look, we've got we had eleven points from six games before this 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 three games, and suddenly that looked a whole lot better. But as I keep coming back to, it's not just those three results; it's the performances almost all season. Where whilst we were winning, we go we can kind of ignore the re- we can kind of ignore the performance if we're getting the results, but the results aren't coming now. Um, and so maybe maybe. A Swansea game is, you know, that's too soon to really be thinking about him going. And you don't want to, you don't want to set that tone for the club of, oh, we go on a bad run of six games, and all of a sudden the manager's under pressure. But you also don't want to swing too far the other way and sort of excuse a whole run of bad performances and just let the club, as you say, 
you almost give away the season if you wait till the World Cup because then you're basically saying, well, well, we'll bring in a new manager and we'll build up for next season. Yeah, it's um, it, it's super frustrating, and I think I just don't, I just don't, I just don't know. Like, I don't know what what need. I don't. I can't even. I don't know what needs to change. I don't understand. There's so much that I don't understand about what's going on at the moment. Like even the bloody commentary this morning, the stuff they're saying, and I was like, "What?" Because they said something about like that we should try a back four, and I was like, "We've played a back four at points already this season, and we saw that it didn't work." Like, so there's parts where I go, "It's not necessarily the system." There's 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 players not obviously doing their their jobs, but like we've shipped so many goals and like. I'm a like I'm a bit of a fan of McLaughlin. Um, I'm happy to admit that, and maybe I'm a bit biased. I don't know. Maybe he's not performing in training or something. But like, Figueredo has made a number of mistakes in the last few weeks, um, and seems untouchable. And the only way that McLaughlin got his ten minutes the other week was because Alfie Jones was cramping up. Like. If you're gonna like, you can't. You just you have to change something. And do I you think, think that the, do you think that the new players that have come in are verging on undroppable because they're the new crew? Um, in terms, of, I mean, th- I think it. Uh, not like, not like, as I'll a whole. You, not as yeah. a whole. I think like if you look at say like Estepinian and his like efforts, and yeah, he's scoring goals before. He's not at the moment, but I think he's still like trying hard and he's doing the right things yeah. and he's getting involved where he can. Um, I think Tufan, again, like you go, he was like, he scored that goal and we thought oh, he's going to go on, like go on a run. He's going to be dominant. And he ne- not, hasn't maybe necessarily been as dominant as we wanted, but he's still like, even it was what last game he got that into the That's box really good and chance, tried to yeah. chip the keeper. <laughs> he had a decent chance. I think this morning um, that didn't quite work. Something, maybe a shot from the edge of the box that he didn't quite connect with something um but he's still like he's he's in there and he's doing stuff i'm actually overall pretty happy with with two fans performances like overall what what about what about seri because he's the other one i think of because i think it was was it last game he came off the bench and shotter actually was really forthright in his post-match commentary to say you know i i expect him to come in and be a leader and, and to really lead this team and he didn't do it and then he started this game or maybe that was the game before maybe that was against qpr and then he started the last game and started this game. Um, Seri is... He, he feels like, and it probably is because of this, but he feels like a guy who is used to playing with a much better squad. Like, that's that's pretty much how I look at it um, because the reason... I feel like the reason he ends up holding the ball too long is because he goes... Like it comes to him and he goes, I'm going to play it. Like, you know, it's going to go to the, the left back's going to move up into that spot. That's where he needs to be. And that's where I'm going to play. And then he gets, and he goes to take the look and he goes, he's not there. And so then he has to, you know, come up with his, his, yeah. his plan B or his plan C because there's, there's things, you know, the support play isn't, isn't helping him out, but I still think he has uh, lots of quality. And you see it like when he when he is able to play it like to to move the ball around and he can find those passes he can he does is re, real good at working working out of trouble saw it a couple of times this morning some nice you know play some some nice some nice passing plays some nice 
um, you know, ball work to, to get it out of trouble. But I think he's one who's maybe actually being a little bit let down by, you know, the, the players around him. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a fair call as well. I mean, I, I see it almost as it's almost one or the other between him and Slater. I don't know if you can play them together. Mm. I, I just feel like they're a bit a bit too lightweight. At, like I saw a really good suggestion of you you move Jones up into the midfield alongside Seri, and that adds a bit more height and strength in there, which I think we're lacking when we just have Slater and Seri there. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I feel like like. I, I think Slater's been like if I had to choose based on current form out of Slater or Seri, I would probably choose Slater to be honest. Um, I think Seri has a probably a better pass, um, and but I think Slater's work rate um, and and mobility is yeah. far superior. Um, he bosses jobs every every week. Um, Slater does, and I think a lot of, and does a lot, a lot of good things. Um, and is actually like, and he's improved. I think he's improved so much since even last season. Like, just he's come along so, so, so well. Um, Jones, I thought was actually when he was in center mid earlier in the season, the few times he played in there was actually was was quite good and was was you know carrying the ball, moving the ball forward quite well, and getting into some dangerous positions. So it's not something that I would, um, I certainly wouldn't be against that as an option. But I think, like again, that's one that you, you have. We've got to figure out something to change because what's what's being played played every week is not working at the moment. And I think that's sort of the 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 core issue at the moment. The um the other element which I guess we saw at the start of last season, which did change, and then we we sort of started getting results, was the goalkeeper. Um, and I don't, I don't necessarily. I mean, I said the same to Logan last week. I don't necessarily want to go dropping Ingram off one poor game, or in this case now it's two poor games. But that is that is sort of an option that we have with um, Nathan Baxter sitting on the bench as someone that we'd probably want to see in the side sooner rather than later. Um, talking specifically on the game, probably the second goal is probably an Ingram error, the way that he came out for that um, set piece. Mm. Was it a set piece? or Yeah. yeah. Uh, was it a corner? Yeah. I think and it was a corner. sort of flapped at it. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you see Ingram's place on the side? I mean, he's obviously making a lot of saves because he's facing a lot of shots, but doesn't necessarily mean he's uh, he's undroppable. Um, look, if you'd asked me two weeks ago, I would have said, you know, it was very reactionary to, to drop him, you know. But I think... I feel like over the last couple of games, and again, this I feel like the 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 faults of Ingram again is like a result of other people not doing their job properly. I feel like it's very similar to Seri's issues in that he's not getting the the help and the cover he needs from his defense properly. But uh, the last couple of games, I think, particularly that you know there was that uh, the free kick or corner that he flapped at this morning, and I think even the last goal which came from the edge of the box and like the guy was moving across like it just felt like he was he was too stationary in the center of the goal um that he should have been able to track that um a little better yeah Um, but i don't know i'm also not a goalkeeper so yeah (laughs) uh but i think i i wouldn't be opposed to to bringing baxter in Um, i mean look we saw it at the very least Yeah. yeah, and it, it did work. And at the very least, you know, it, it, you're trying something different. Yeah. Like, you go, okay, Ingram's had a couple of, you know, 
we, we could call, I don't know if they even call them stinkers, but there's a couple of issues that, you know, have crept in, which maybe weren't there or as clear earlier in the season. Baxter's now back, presumably fit, because he's been on the bench for the last month. Um, throw him in um, and go, well, now it's your turn to keep to fight to keep your place. And Ingram, it's your turn now to fight to win that place back. Yeah. I mean, we know we have two really good quality keepers. It's not like we're going to lose anything by putting Baxter in, but we might, you know, it might just be the thing where we can say, well, we're going to actually gain because we can make sure that they both, they realize that that competition is real for that place. Yeah. And I think not dropping him after the Chef United game where he, he probably should have done better for the goal shows that it wouldn't be reactionary. They gave him another shot. He was still not great. Then you drop him, and as you say, it shows that there's that competition for places. Hey, um, did you have any other sort of overarching thoughts on the game before? I, I was thinking we do the three, two, one votes, and we can sort of talk about some of our the players we haven't touched yeah. on yet. But were there any overarching thoughts? Um, just that I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago when we when we play aggressive is when we play well, but we are in this really weird habit of just playing really passively. And just letting the other team have the ball and letting the other team dictate play and letting them run at us and and it just doesn't make just doesn't make any sense. It's super frustrating. Yeah, I saw a comment on that that was basically it feels like we're sort of sitting back off offsides, waiting for them to make a mistake rather than going out and forcing a mistake. Mm. And then they're not making a mistake, they're scoring goals or they're having shots, and it just feels very passive at the moment, as you say. Yeah, well, I just think of the the Esther. Estepinian, like the first goal or whatever, where he like bullied those defenders out of the way in the box and then was able to like, or, or win it. And can't, did he score or did he set someone else up? I can't remember. I did something. But um, yeah. Oh, against, uh, might, against Norwich. I mean, the first of his hat. Was the first yeah. hat or, no, that was or the, the first Norwich goal against Norwich. Yeah. 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 But like, yeah. So like, like ages ago. But yeah, like that was pressure like where we were being yeah. aggressive and we were pressing and we were trying to like capitalize the you know, force mistakes in the opponent's half, not waiting for them to mis- make a mistake in ours. And that's yeah. sort of like, and when we've done that, the few times we've actually broken out of this really passive play style and, and been aggressive and tried to win the ball back and, and tried to like at least cause some sort of damage or chaos in the, in the opponent's ranks is the only times we've actually played, convincing football and even then it's been for like five or ten minutes at a time during a game same thing happened against chef united we we got that tackle and, and broke through into their half for oscar <laughs> ran the length of their half to uh to have that shot so yeah most definitely when we actually put that pressure on we look a whole lot better um i'll give my votes first um so i i gave the three votes to the bloke who got hooked at half time callum elder no idea and he's also missed out on the soccer squad so uh, not having a good time of it at the moment from his managers is Callum. Um, I, I thought he was our best player in the first half. He mm. he was making an option. He was getting wide. He was putting some great balls into the box. Looked like one of the few players really up for pushing forward until Pelkus came on in the second half. Um, but I was just bemused. If, if it had been a straight swap of Elder for Pelkus and I go, okay, like we're just going to throw on a winger and we're going for it and we're going to try and throw everything at them, I go, ah, it's still a weird one because I'm like, maybe take off Coil first, but I can sort of accept it. But it was Elder for Longman. And I'm like, that's virtually like for like because we seem to be playing Longman as that wing back role. And it's not as if Longman's shown anything this season so far. So 
uh, you know, he had that chance at the end of this game as well, where he's just he just doesn't seem to have his shooting boots on this season. Um, so that was a bit of a weird one, but I, I thought Elder was great, and sort of by virtue of coming off at half time, he probably sort of protected that that uh, best on ground rating by not playing any worse in the second half. Um, I gave the two votes to Pelkis because yeah, I thought he was fantastic off the bench, and and basically I think he needs to start the next game. I don't think he could have done a whole lot more other than score, I suppose, but. Um, I thought he, he basically picked up where Elder left off, where he, he looked like one of our few options out wide who really wanted to to drive into the box and actually achieve something. Um, and I, I went one vote for Oscar, but that was I sort of, sort of scraping the bottom of the barrel with that one. Uh, he had that shot that hit the post. Um, he, he he does still look, as, as you were sort of saying before, when we're passive versus when we're actually pressing them. When he's harrying, harrying players, when he's, you know, bullying players off the ball. He looks really dangerous and, and he's really skillful with the ball at his feet as well. He's not one of those sort of clumsy, big target men forwards. Um, so he he always seems to be able to create an option when he's on the ball, but he just sort of drifted in and out of the game, I thought, um, but still probably deserving of the one vote for that shot. Um, yeah, look, I went two, two or three of the same um, and... Unless there's some blaring, obviously huge mistake that I missed in watching, which is entirely possible because I was very much like half fifty percent paying attention and fifty percent doing other stuff because of how average it was to watch. Um, yeah. But I guess like by by virtue of being lucky enough to be performing in the fifty percent of the game that I was watching, uh, I gave Slater three points. I thought he Fair worked enough. hard again. Um, was involved in. <laughs> the few moments where we actually broke up play was in amongst stuff, you know, broke forward a few times, helped link some stuff up. Uh, two to Elder, uh, again, as, as just repeating what you had said, echoing your thoughts that he was in the first half, probably our best player at taking the ball forward. He put some great balls into the box, which is, like the whole our whole thing has been, and even Shutter has, has been about getting balls into the box for Oscar to work with. And Elder was getting down, getting to the byline, getting getting balls into the box. And then, as you said, we we took him off. I it made no sense to me. I was like, I I could I couldn't. There's no. If I'd have thought anyone was going to get subbed off at halftime. Elder was nowhere near that. Was not even yeah. on my list of potentials. Um, so unless like he like yeah, copped like an a injury knock or, or something, yeah, yeah, like. But uh, yeah, I don't know why Longman is so high up on the list of like. As you said, he's he's not really showing much. Um, so I went Elder for two, and I went Pelkas for one. Um, as and sort of again echoing, he was. Lively when he came on, tried to get involved, some nice touches, some some nice play. Um, and again, at least someone trying to get the ball into the box in that second half. So I, I 100% agree with you that he should start um, on the weekend. Um, I don't know exactly how that looks uh, because of like where you could almost... Yeah, would you bring him bring him in? For, I mean, we'll talk about the Swans again in a second, anyway. But would you bring him in for um, Smith maybe and play him behind Oscar, and then yeah, I don't know what you do with Tufan. Then you'd mm. almost have like 
two fan and you have almost like a well because i think we should probably switch to a four i know you were saying that before but four you're saying we didn't need to before but you're almost would you do like a four it's almost like a four two three one no i don't know yeah like a maybe four two three one and you'd have like pelkus and pelkus two fan and yeah i don't even know like i guess longman or someone can we not do long? <laughs> That's uh, the problem. I was like, do we have another? Fi- oh, I don't know, like Vale, maybe you throw him in just out of the blue. Yeah, what like do you do? Like, a bit of a risk. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Because you, you've got like one X, ex- you've got Pelkis as a winger. But I'm just concerned, like, with. Yeah, it's weird. I'm trying to like figure out how you would do it. And I was like, oh, maybe you do like a 4 3 2 1 instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. It becomes like a 4 3 3 almost, but then yeah. Pelkis and Tufan aren't going to be wise. Yeah. Like, then you're not going to have any width. Then if you're playing yeah. a back four, then the fullback is going to be wits coming from like your wits like Jones and Slater or something. Like, well, mm. that's not really like quality yeah. width. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really sure. Unless you just yeah. go like, we're going to play down the middle. And yeah. let them play down the outside. Yeah. And just stack yeah. the middle of the park. Um, or play Pelkis as a second striker or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, can you do that? He could, he could probably play up there. Play as, yeah. I mean, like, no offense to Smith. I thought he wasn't terrible this week uh, on uh, this morning, even though he got got absolutely reamed by the commentators a couple of times for like, because he took a shot. And I was like, he's a striker and he's on the edge of the box. Yeah. Why can't he take a shot? And they're like, you yeah. should take a better option there. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I was like, if like, like the, if 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 it was Oscar who took the shot, they would have been like, that they would have been congratulating him for taking the shot. Is what I feel. I feel like they just they they don't like Smith for whatever reason. There was a couple of clumsy challenges, but it's like. And also, I, just, I realized just on Oscar is that uh, he can't beat uh, Mitrovic's ten and ten record now. <sighs> I mean, technically, if we count it from when he scored his first goal, we could. But I don't think you can. I don't think it works like that. So he, if he gets a hat trick against Swansea, I think he equals it. But. Uh, Sad, so he's got to get he's going to get four goals against Swansea then. Well, that's true. You can get eleven <laughs> and ten. That'd work. Um, well, cool. Because we're sort of starting to talk about the preview for Swansea, so we'll we'll move on um, from the Stoke game. And just before we go to the Swansea game, we will play out Who Am I game. Um, I don't know if you watched last week's episode, but we did finally stump Logan with a player. I didn't. When I saw that you that someone had been stumped, I wanted to. I was going to ask who the player was, and or actually, I wanted to know what the clues were. Because I haven't, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Okay. So, do you remember so, what the clues were? Oh no, actually, I wouldn't be able to get no. them. Actually, well, let me see if I can pull them up. I'll, I'll, we can do this one quickly because uh, I do just, have one I'm for just you. Intrigued. I reckon. I reckon this one could go close to stumping you, but we'll see. Um, so the clues, the clues for him were: eighty-two league appearances for City, scoring twenty-seven league goals and four FA Cup goals. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Right. 27 and 82. That's pretty good. That's what, I like. That's what he said. I, I suspect that he could think of the player. He just was having a complete mind blank of, on the name. Because um, the second clue is that I, I joined City in 2011 and departed in 2014. So I joined, he joined under Nigel Pearson and he left under Steve Bruce in the Premier League. That is like right before... I started following City. So I would have been screwed on this one last week. Um, but I'm like, who's got lots of goals? Like, 
I don't know, then, just like then, Wild Like Boyd or something like that. Oh, that's not a bad guess. It's <laughs> right around that time. Um, the, the, I guess the hint is in the uh, FA Cup goals because it's actually Matty Fryett with uh, oh, yeah. scoring those FA Cup goals for us. Yeah, but, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's see if uh, let's see if you can get your one though, because this one might be a bit tricky as well. So, I made thirty-eight league appearances for City and scored zero goals. The zero goals doesn't help me at all. That could be anyone. So, so I'll I'll, I'll jump I'll jump to the position clue there and say I am a goalkeeper. <laughs> if you hadn't guessed, thirty-eight. So that's only like. That's like potentially Premier, one like, Premier League season. Yeah, like yeah. a season. Um, is this one where like he had like maybe like a few appearances like early on, and then like most of a season or like close to half a season, and potentially just signed for a new club. Potentially, I think that's a very you, you've been very astute <laughs> with that summation because I'll, I'll give you the second clue. I joined in 2012 and left in 2017. Um, I joined I joined after trialing for Nick Barmby, although he was not not the manager when I signed, uh, and I left uh, the season that Marco Silva got us relegated from the Premier League. Okay, so I will confirm then, and this had better be right. Uh, that we're talking about Yakupovic. Spot on. That, that was good. I thought I might have summed you that one. That was, uh, yeah, that was a good one. The, the next clue was uh, actually would have been, would have helped a lot because I mentioned the effort, the playoff final, which probably would have helped. But uh, I, he was in the news because I saw that he signed a short term deal with Everton. Yeah. So I, uh, I thought I'd uh, use him up. But uh, no, that's a that's a good get. When you, yeah, if you hadn't said like that it was a goalkeeper, I was honestly just thinking about like all of the shitty strikers we had, <laughs> and I was like, "What if your parents just like Ember Carney made?" Or like... Oh, that's a good <laughs> shout because he didn't score any goals. Yeah, or like uh, Chris Martin or someone. Yeah, he he, he I don't think he scored for us. He played us actually. He'd he'd have very similar stats because I think he would have played about forty games for no goals. Yeah, but. There you go. Good, good stuff. Um, cool. Okay. Well, we've we've already sort of been previewing that Swansea game whilst talking about Stoke, so we're sort of halfway there already. Um, Swansea not in great form either. I think they've got uh, one win in their last five. They lost this morning against Sheffield United, uh, which didn't help their cause, and they actually blow us in the table. Which, believe it or not, there are some sides actually doing worse than us at the moment. Um, I guess Perot is probably their main threat. I mean, he, he him and. Um, Obafemi last season was scoring a lot of their goals, but uh, Obafemi sort of dropped off a bit, but Perot started to get going. So he's, he's probably the main threat in their side. Um, and the last time we played them was Shotter's first game. So it was that 2-0 win where I think Walsh hit the post and we thought, he looks pretty good. Let's let's pick him up on loan. And we know how that one turned out. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting... Look, I mean... It's basically what we've already been talking about. It, it's it's a big game to see what the response is, to see if something clicks or, or, or cracks and we, we change the formation, change the personnel, or if we just try the same thing again and, and hope to get a different result. Yeah, look, um, I feel like there's like the definition for insanity, same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I just... I'm really not 
I, I think what's frustrating is it's this like constant cycle now of being like, what's the response going to be? Oh, that was a poor, poor performance. What's the response going to be? And there was like there was one time where we had a poor performance and then came out the next week and played pretty well. But I just, I'm really not that confident that we will like, I think it's like, as you said, like your preseason, your red flag, your 10, 10 game red flag of like conceding so many goals. I think that's the biggest thing that that worries me is how easily we're shipping goals. I could, you know, because at least like if you're not conceding, but you're not scoring, you, you know, you can jag a few nil all draws or something and you're still picking up some points. But when you're just leaky, then you know, you don't give yourself any chance to pick up any points. And if you can, like, jag a point here and there, then you start, like, building some confidence. You start building some level of form or something. But, like, just doesn't look like <clears throat> like anything at the moment. Um, so I'm just praying for not a response in necessarily from, like, the personnel, but I'm looking for a response from Shotter to say, like, these guys weren't good enough, and so I'm making a change. Yeah, that's, you that's were exactly you right. were responsible. Yeah. You know, you should have done this in this game, and it's not the first time that you should have stopped that, or you should have been in this position, and just say, "So you're going to sit on the bench this week, and you're going to get a go." So um, who, who would you sit on the bench? Uh, Figueroa. Yeah, look, I think he's my first one, and he just just doesn't look anything like what I, I guess, like as you were referring to earlier, that like that the early do- early doors like promise that where we thought, oh, we've got a nice commanding centre back, you know, no nonsense, but he just looks like soft. He looks very yeah. very soft defensively. Um, I don't know what's up with his like. The, still the boots and the stability issue, you know yeah. can't seem to stay upright but even when he's in a tough like he i haven't seen him win any like like tussles with, with play, he always seems to get get done yeah so um i just i think there was maybe like one good intercept where he then sort of drove forward a little bit today and then he had a shot from like 40 yards or something 35 yards but just not enough in general like oh and it, this isn't being like saying oh he had a bad game this morning i think this is saying like over the last month he's been quite poor i don't think i've seen him play a good game yeah. much less that this morning was a bad game you know yeah um so i think i think that's one and i think like just give mclaughlin a go um and again then it comes to like where does Pelk pelkas i think has to start he seems like he's real good quality um and so they just have to figure out how they're going to fit the the puzzle the puzzle pieces in and what they're going to do with that whether that means that two fan and pelkis have to play a little bit wider or something to support oscar and be the ones that that wrap out into the channel to play two behind him and like a narrow three but they was thinking like a four three three but with them yeah sort of sitting behind yeah um something like that might work which would then, like, if they then peel out into the channels, then it would be, I, I guess, Slater and Darkity yeah. or Slater and Jones or something to, 
to step then into that space mm. and they and then leave Sari or something. So one of those that defense that we need. I think we also need a defensive midfielder, one, whoever's going to play CDM, to actually maybe that's Jones to really like patrol across that back line and be the one to 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 keep them um, you know protected as well. Because I don't yeah. think like we our midfield isn't doing that very well. So I think someone whose job is just to go like find their you know their playmaker, find their number ten, and you just take him out of the game. Yeah, because there's like lots of that where where their dangerous players are being a, allowed to do whatever they want to do. So um, I think possibly something like yeah, like a four three three could work as long as they yeah something like I think that could work because I mean we've seen two fan certainly can i mean obviously he's not going to last 90 minutes playing in that sort of where he's going to then break into the channel all the time but you've got three then very dangerous players in you know up front potentially moving towards goal they're all good with their feet if you can jag a goal or two then and you have to you know bring on longman later or something or bring smith on then it wouldn't be that big of a deal but i think like i think we just have to find a way to fit all our guns in and just try and fire them really. Um, yeah. Cause I'm sort of in two minds on it is, is you either try and set up shop and just go, let's stop the leaking goals, go grind out for a nil nil or say, let's go all guns blazing and just flip the switch. Because like you said, like when we're playing passive versus when we're aggressive, um, I, I think, yeah, I probably agree in terms of, I'd probably go that four three three. I wouldn't make too many changes. I think I would just bring in McLaughlin for Figueredo and Pelkus in, like we're saying. But then I'd say to pretty much the entire eleven, probably a couple excluded, like you said, like Oscar and Tufan, probably, and then you know, I guess Elder maybe as well, and Greaves. I guess, although we haven't really talked about him, but Greaves hasn't been amazing to start the season either, to be honest. Um, but I'd be saying to everyone, this is your chance. Like you go out there against Swansea and you put in a good performance or else it's the international break. It's a clean slate after the international break and we're selecting an entirely new 11 um, with no one's like no one's safe in that 11. <clears throat> you know, it means maybe Baxter would come in after the international break. Maybe, um, yeah, maybe McLaughlin gets his chance in the team. Uh, you know, you've got... Doherty maybe playing instead of Slater. Like like everyone, you just say to everyone, like, I, I, you know, you've had a good start to the season, but you have to go out there and prove that against Swansea because this is an important game. And then as a Jun, I'd be saying to to Schotter, you've got three games after the international break. Because I think take, what would that be, 13 games? I think that's that's like a quarter of the season pretty much, a bit more than a quarter of the season. And you say, you've got three games. I don't even know who it's against, to be honest. I should look that up before I actually put a points total on what we should be expecting. But I think, and I actually have a feeling one of them is Watford. Next so. three. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, Lute, so what is it? Luton? Swansea, Luton, Wigan, Huddersfield. Yes. Well, you're so perfect. Yeah. So out of Luton, Wigan, Huddersfield, I'd be saying to him that we need at least six points. Hmm. I don't think that's at all unreasonable. You've got Wigan and Huddersfield who should be the gimme six points. And if you've got a win against Luton, you're off to a great start already. Maybe you say four points. Wigan, to... Wigan's currently eighth and Luton and Huddersfield are below us. Yeah, okay. So maybe... I, yeah, I, yeah. But, 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 but they're definitely know. gettable yeah. games. They're all def- definitely gettable games. Maybe you say four points from three games. I don't know what you say. Put something that's yeah. not unachievable, but something that's like you, you have a clear target. 
if he doesn't hit that after those three games, I think we make the change. Because then you're saying you're not being too reactionary just to a couple of games. You're giving him a mm. decent stretch. Because at that point, if we don't pick up a good result against Swansea and we don't get results against those sides, that's seven games. I think that's a decent stretch to to judge him over. Yeah. Um, and then well, it won't the be. Change. And we, but and I guess like to for, like you're not judging him on the seven games. We'd be judging no. him on what will be uh, about twenty games or something. That's right. Oh no, not quite. Sorry, not quite that because we're. Just the internet, not the yeah, but still fifteen games or sixteen games, yeah. which is plus you know the the you know the twenty games that he had last season. Last so season, still that's like, right. right. Thirty thirty games, thirty five games, or something of that we would have had where we've picked up some points sporadically. Yeah, we got safety like safe last season, and that was good. But as you say, we need to be improving and so mm. i i see no uh no real issue with what you're suggesting saying like that th- there needs to be some sort of a target can't just yeah. can't just and, keep and going to honest, there probably is because you, you look at shotter and you look at how worried he's kind of getting and anxious he gets on the sideline i think that there is real pressure on him which is is good because i think that was the worry when he came in that he's a jun's mate he was just going to have the job for as long as he wanted it basically I think there is real pressure on him because I don't think Ajun wants to be throwing his money away um, and Shada will know that. Um, and it will be interesting to see what happens if, if results don't get better. Um, but speaking of results, what, what's your pick for result for this one? Uh, <laughs> I, it's what, if we can play more aggressively, um, I feel like we can score some goals. I just also think like we're still going to concede. Uh, so I'm going for I'm going to tip a draw, but I'm going to go like it's going to be like a like a two all or something like this. I feel like there's going to be a few goals in the game. Um, I just yeah, we just still feel leaky. I'm just not super confident either way, really. When you started saying I'm going for, I thought you were going to say I'm going four four or something like that. And I was like, I, yeah, wouldn't put that past us at the moment. Uh, well, I guess not scoring the four goals, but. Yeah, look, I mean, if we get a draw, I'll take a draw, 1-1, 2-2, something like that. I don't think we've got a clean sheet in us. Um, unfortunately, I probably see a Swansea win, to be honest. I think they're getting better, we're getting worse. Um, and they're that sort of, I, like, I don't know, I look at it two ways. They're that sort of skillful side rather than the physical side. So maybe that helps us a little bit in our passive playing style at the moment. But then I look at, you know, Burnley and Norwich and so on who who did pretty well against us too. So probably see a Swansea win. But, uh, you know, re- reminder as well, actually, um, for Australians, it is on at 9.30 this Saturday night, which is um, a great time slot uh, to watch us in. It's right after the uh, the Swans prelim final. So hopefully it'll be two wins and two for for my sides on the weekend. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, I hope the Swans win the early game and then lose the late game. <laughs> Realise playing the Swans. Uh, but there you go. Um yeah, I guess any any closing thoughts on the game or or anything else? Um, my own thing is like, who who what managers are actually like? Obviously, there's there's plenty of managers that are out there available, but like, who is like, is Sean there anyone Dash. that's notable? That's I, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd necessarily want that, but mm. and I don't think he'd necessarily come to the championship. But yeah, there's not that many. That's why I'm like, because I'm, I'm like. 
not that you just go, well, we stay with him because there's no one else. But I'm like, yeah. like, who is actually, is there any like good names that are out there? That's, I guess, like the next thing well, to think uh, about. I was just having a look because I saw that Middlesbrough were Didn't down. Che- who, 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 was, who was managing Chelsea? They just got sacked. Yeah, Thomas Tuchel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, Brendan Rodgers will be available soon, I'm sure. Um, I mean, Borough just lost to Cardiff. They were down 3-0. I saw they got 76th and 77th minute goals to, to lose 3-2. But maybe Chris Wilder, who was the one that I wanted originally instead of Shotter, will be available before too long. Um <laughs> They've had an awful start to the season. But then do you want him? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. Uh, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. But, uh, look, thank you for joining me for this one. That's all right. I'm always always happy to come on for a nice short episode. Nice short episode <laughs> where we uh, have very concise thoughts on things. Absolutely. Uh, and, look, so thanks, everyone, for listening in. We do have the, uh, the international break next week. So uh, we'll be back with another episode of our uh, flashback series looking back at the first half of the 2014-15 season with our little journey into Europe and uh, and how that all went. Uh, so we'll be looking forward to chatting about that. But until next time, come on, City. You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast, The Tigers Down Under. For more discussion, join us on Facebook at the Hull City AFC Australia Facebook group, or follow us on Twitter at Hull City AFC Oz. The music was created by Amber and Black. There's no turning back cause you're out.